Okay, cool. just make sure. But I but I will have a an adapter for the microphone, so at least I won't sound uh, all that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be great. I think it'll be great. It'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. You know what else is awesome? What's that? Hey there, everybody. Welcome, Pixelit. My name is Kevin. With me, as always, is Phil. And today. We got a brand new series for you. It's gonna be a short series, but it's gonna be a series where we are going to read, recap, and review Infinity Blade Awakening. So, Infinity Blade, for those of you who don't know, is full on abandoned wear uh, <laughs> at it's this point. It's so sad. It's so oh. sad. Um, it is. It was designed by. Uh, it was developed by Chair Entertainment for Epic Games, uh, and it was initially a tech demo of what the mobile version of the Unreal Engine could do on an iPhone. It became a full-on game that was released December 9th, twenty ten, and uh, as of as of two thousand eighteen. Uh, all three games in the series were discontinued and taken off the App Store because uh, an Epic had cited difficulties updating it for the modern versions of iOS. And then the servers for the game were finally shut down in 2020. Um, yeah, end of an era. Um, the first game was a one-on-one -on -one dual system that was based... Apparently on Karateka and Prince of Persia. Karateka okay. is not a game that you necessarily uh, hear referenced that much these days, but I can I could kind of see it. Um, yeah, a little bit. And if you are familiar with the game uh, Rogue Legacy, you're kind of familiar with the way the game works in terms of uh, the plot of, of when you die and start over again uh, in Rogue Legacy and in this game when your character dies, your character is dead. The next character in line is your offspring, your progeny uh, that moves up to take the mantle. Um, and each, and basically the goal is to challenge and kill the God King uh, mm -hmm. of, of this land. And the events of the book that we are about to recap uh, pick up at the end of the canon victorious route through the game. And there's also references in the book that uh, refer to encounters that you make in the game. So there's, he talks about how there's like three dudes in a dungeon downstairs, and that's a thing that you have to do in the game in order to get like a true ending or something like that. Yeah. Uh, there's some guys you fight downstairs. Um, so... Uh, with all that in mind, I didn't realize that because uh, I never played Infinity Blade. Phil, you said you you've played it. You've played the game. I I played the shit out of that game. I love at least the first one because uh, there were three and and I loved. It. it was like a super intense labyrinthine version of Fruit Ninja. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it was. And God, it was fun. And I think the most tragic thing about reading this uh, uh, novella is the fact that all it makes me, all I can do is like, I was sitting there going, I want to, I, I haven't played this game in forever. I'm going to download this onto my phone and find out, you know, the hard way uh, that no, I cannot do that anymore. You cannot do that. Well, and there, we, listen, we here at Pixelit, 
Uh, we do not uh, think that you should emulate or or uh, anything of that or pirate or whatever. Of course not. Of course not. Of course, of course not. not. No. No. Pirate. But there's apparently ways that you there can are, I, yeah. still do it. Um, there, are, there are ways. Those, there are... those criminals. Urgh, I hate Urgh. them. Do it. Mm. Um, mm. Um, yeah, there's apparently ways that you uh, uh, should not do it Never. Um, <laughs> Never. to get Never. Infinity Blade games back on your, your sweet, sweet phone. So, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's and just... It, it, it's 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 not a game that you can purchase anymore, um, and th- that is by design at this point. You are not allowed. You, you you couldn't give anyone money for it if you wanted to, and uh, therefore it is morally reprehensible to attempt to pirate it uh, in any uh, way. Do it, and you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't do it. Uh, you, is what I'm saying. You shouldn't. Not do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Sorry, what I meant is you shouldn't do the do. Do it. Do the do. <laughs> Sponsored by Mountain Dew. Um, mm. uh, so the only th- way Infinity Blade lives on to this day is that there is a weapon in Fortnite that you can get called the Infinity Blade. Uh, because Epic likes to just tease everybody with putting everything yeah. into Fortnite and not developing any of their other IPs out any further. You remember when oh. Epic made Unreal? They had yeah. a game. They had they had the 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 engine that runs uh, Fortnite is called the Unreal Engine. Did you know that that was based on a game? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Did you yeah. know that? Did, did everybody? Did it was a it was a competitor to Quake? Yeah. It was a it was a very important game, a very influential game, and one that maybe they could have developed further and given new life to it. But no, fuck it. They've they've got to make sure that they're injecting all that GMO steroid goodness into their cash cow. Into the cash cow of Fortnite, which I understand because it's a it's a behemoth at this point. It oh, is God. a no. Fortnite has has evolved has has Poke Pokemon evolved into some sort of eldritch being that they have to feed <laughs> the, an eldritch being that poops money and they just have to I, feel it. And I got to say, I was on the wrong side of history. I worked for uh, uh, Scuff Gaming when when that game came out, and everyone was like, "Okay, we need to decide what pony to back." Do we push like on the PUBG side of things, which was huge at the time, which was the biggest thing in the world at the time? They said, but there's this new Fortnite game that's coming out, and that could be a serious contender. What do you think? And I was like, dude, PUBG all the way. Fortnite, why even bother? It looks stupid. It's, it's you know, that's not what people want. You got a building mechanic who gives a shit. And I was wrong. Um, I was so, so wrong. Seven years later. Yeah. It's uh, whew, as wrong as anybody's ever been wrong. That's pretty wrong. <laughs> uh, there, uh, uh, there's a writer I'm a big fan of called David Rakoff, and he wrote an entire essay about 
all the different stuff that he's been wrong about in the past. And uh, one of them was he was talking about going to a club on a Saturday night in New York and the girl singing. He was just like, she's fucking awful. She'll never have a career. And the next year that Madonna released her first album. <laughs> and I, I, I feel I, I just I, I'm sure we all have those moments. But man, yeah. do I relate with that guy. Uh, I feel like I've got more than my fair share. We so, do. We definitely have yeah. those moments. Um Speaking of writers, uh, can you tell me a little bit about the author of Infinity Blade Awakening, one Brandon Sanderson? I can do that. Yeah, Brandon Sanderson, probably the most uh, modern, relevant author of anyone that we have read uh, so far. Uh, If you are a fantasy genre geek, and you have not read any Brandon Sanderson, uh, you are probably doing it on purpose at this point, just because you uh, are, are, are being stubborn, I have to guess. Uh, or you're just like me and woefully stuck in, in your old school pulp people, uh, <laughs> which is fine. Uh, Harlan Ellison uh, I, isn't writing anything else, Phil. I, I know, He's dead. it's done, it's all done. <laughs> the master's dead, fuck him. <laughs> Robert E. Howard died a long time ago. <laughs> but uh, no, I I would say, you know, the, but 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 the thing is, is, it's impossible not to at least have heard of him. Um, you know, two of his biggest hits would be the Mistborn series, uh, which is just even people I know who are distinctly not geeks uh, have devoured those books and adore them. And but probably the most amazing, cool, killer cred uh, to his name is that he finished the Wheel of Time series. Uh, he was chosen to to wrap that up, and that's insane. Like that, I don't care how popular, how uh, you know, huge your name is in the world of of genre fiction. If you're asked to wrap up, uh, you know, the posthumous works in the Wheel of Time series, then, then you know, that is a massive undertaking. I think he ended up writing three or four of them. Yeah, it's um, uh, the last three novels were Brandon Sanderson. Yeah, yeah. So this guy, and I was telling Kevin before uh, we started today, I think the most amazing thing about this particular book, and there are two, it's part of a series of two. He wrote two Infinity Blade novellas. And... I, I think the most interesting thing about this is I can't shake the feeling that this was an act of love for him on a level that, like, I don't think he was sought out to write these, like a lot of our other authors have been. A lot of our other authors, this is about, like, uh, a, it's a paycheck. You know, it's like write for hire, which is awesome, and, and it's been a fascinating ride this entire time finding out more about that. But I've got a hunch based on the way he has written this, that he played the games, loved the games, and knew who to talk to to say, hey, out of curiosity, can I write a novella for this? You know, and and I don't know if it was ever released as an actual paperback or anything like that. Um, in, yeah. It was definitely, a, you know, it was definitely a... Um, an ebook that you could get for a while, but now, as far as I can tell, the only way to get a hold of it legally is through audiobook. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's the only way we 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 found it was through the audiobook. Yeah. Um, 
so uh but we did we did uh not find some versions of it that were out in the wilds no totally didn't do that some some Mm -hmm. ebook type versions of it that were out in the wild so it was clearly written at some it was clearly written in a way that was meant to be read because i was (laughs) i was yeah like with your eyeballs looking at words on a page or on an right. e-reader. The old fashioned the way. The old fashioned way. Because here's <laughs> the thing, it's like it you know what it actually reminds me of is that there's there's a book that's been on our list off and on to read. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it's a, a division book uh yes. called Hearts on Fire, and it's read by uh there's two voice actors reading it, I believe. Uh, Katie Sackoff and somebody else. I can't remember who the other uh, voice actor is. But you look at this book and it's a four hour listen, four and a half hour listen, right? If this was created today, instead of doing it as just a four hour audio book, I feel like they would have done more of like a a drama, which is becoming more and more, (laughs) more and more of a thing these days where they actually instead of just having one narrator do all the voices they're actually casting uh multiple actors to do voices uh specific voices Um, audible did it with uh sandman um oh that's neat the past couple years yeah yeah before the netflix version of it came out cool that's that's neat i'll have to i'll have to check that out i listened to the first part of it i liked it i liked it a lot Yeah. yeah um so yeah uh, Brandon Sanderson. He's he's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, um, dude's got chops. And, and, and I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm going to give it the old college try. Getting a hold of him. I, I got a, I got a distinct feeling that we might not actually get this interview. <laughs> no, this is this is he he has a um, he. All right, so this is the first time I've seen this. Okay, on Wikipedia. When you go to an author's Wikipedia page, usually their bibliography is a section of their page. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Sanderson's bibliography is its own Wikipedia page. That's right. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. I, I, I kept it to the two main things that I was the most familiar with simply because this dude, this dude is right up there with Alan Dean Foster just writing like a fucking nymphomaniac sucks dick like absolutely losing his mind in it i'm and really appreciating I, I have a feeling that i'm glad alan dean foster appreciated that joke for some reason i don't know if brandon yeah. sanderson uh would appreciate it as much but i'm i, I knowing that alan <laughs> likes that likes that joke i think <laughs> That was a that was a lovely moment there, where just because I never assume that any of our interviewees have actually bothered to watch or listen to the show or anything like that. They're busy people, and that dude came in specifically referencing the first episode of of, of Shadowkeep, and I, I that was I was like, oh oh, I see. You've actually oh, listened. Okay, you've listened to us talk about oh, your writing. Shit. <laughs> That's an extra bit of pressure. Fun. That's 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 a whole different ball of wax here. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's he's good people. I assume Brandon oh, is good people. I don't I don't know much about his personal life, but yeah, I got no uh, reason not to think so. Got no reason not to think so. Uh, 
I know he apparently he disliked the the only um, of the of the Star Wars sequel movies. The only one I liked was the middle one, the one that Ryan Johnson directed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a that one disliker. Um, oh, okay, okay. Which Interesting. which usually he probably has some legitimate concerns. Usually, when somebody says they don't like the one that Ryan Johnson directed, there's like some weird like tingly red flags oh, that go off in the back yeah. of my head. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, and I know what you mean because I actually did not care for it when I saw it. Sure. I liked a lot. I, I liked a lot of it. Um, I thought certain, certain aspects of it were amazing. Uh, but, uh, but overall I was just kind of, it was kind of like, I left the theater feeling the same way I've been feeling when I watch Marvel movies. I'm like, I don't know if these are for me anymore Sure, and that's okay, but it's kind of a bummer. And, uh, and I remember not realizing how bad the fuckboy situation of, of guys like coming in and talking shit about this movie was, yeah. um, so when I was just like, well, I don't think I liked it. And a lot of my friends' hackles went up and they're like, why? And I was like, what, what do you mean? I just, it just, because it, I just, I did, the humor kind of was lost on me. And I just, there were certain parts of it I just didn't care for. It was, I liked, yeah, yeah, I liked, yeah. I liked Laura Dern. She's fucking amazing. And that's kind of part of it. That's like the show that you're actually cool. You're like, I thought Laura Dern was fucking amazing. I was like, okay, he's all right. He's all right. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's like, it's like the reason why you don't like it is it's, it's so weird that it became such a, a weird litmus test, but yeah. it's, it is, it's true because they, there will be people who be like, Oh, I hate it. Be like, um, and you'll say why, and all of a sudden they'll there will be like these weird little dog whistly things that start yeah. popping up, and yeah. you're like, oh, that's weird. That's a weird thing to say. That's a that's an uncomfortable thing to hear. <laughs> that's and that's just it. And, and I think that's where we are with a lot of stuff with like yeah. a lot of pop culture likes and dislikes where. If a person likes something, you go, oh, you know, without, you know, like, like, um, I was listening to a podcast the other day. Like Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. Justice League. Or even let's go back even further. Uh, Fight Club. You know. Oh, yeah. Someone brings up. I I got to a point where I loved Fight. When I was when I was young, I loved Fight Club. And then I got older and I started to see the fan base that had surrounded it. And I started to really dislike Fight Club. And then in in years gone by, I started to go, fuck it. I like it again. You know what? Fuck you guys. You can't take this thing away from me. I like it just because you guys are assholes. You know? <laughs> so it's yeah. it's tough. It's That's kind of where we are with pop culture, though. You know, you got to you got to pay extra special attention. Uh, to why people dislike things. And it's, yeah, it's exhausting times, but it there it is. It is. It's exhausting. Um, so, yeah, let's just, uh, let's get into the, the nitty gritty of, of, yeah. of this, of this, of this thing we call Infinity Blade Awakening. Hell um, yes. So in the prologue, we are introduced to Drem's Maw. Which is, I think this is kind of neat. It is a town that is built within the opening of a gigantic cave. And the entire town is not in this cave. There's like, it's like, it spills out in, into like the non-cave portion. But the bulk of the town is is protected in this, in this cave called Drem's Maw. 
And uh, there's this guy, he's a sniveling man named Wheelix. And that's a great name for the great piece of shit. Name. Wheelix. Um, Wheelix. And Wheelix, Wheelix is aware, he is one of the only people aware that the God King has died. Mm -hmm. um, and he is using this opportunity to take power in the village uh, because he, he was just the tax collector. But now he's like, well, fuck it, I'm the dictator now. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems like a lateral move to me, but fine. Uh, fine, yeah. <laughs> um, so he decides, you know, I'm going to. Um, uh, there's basically a, there's a dude in the in the group in the, the of, in amongst the townsfolk who's like, I have questions about this arrangement, and Wheelix is like, Hey, beat this man, and he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, and he's like, You're sorry. <laughs> well, how about we kill you now? So instead. <laughs> just five minutes as a dictator and he's already a pro it's kind of impressive he knows what he's doing he knows what he wants yeah. um so he has these inhuman bodyguards called day rills um who seem to have a like a huge variety in their looks mm. and appearances um so one of the day rolls is is approaching the guy to to do bad stuff meanwhile we're getting this like a stranger is kind of like walking around the town and like forcing his way through the crowd. And the day roll reaches the man and he takes out a sword or an ax or something. He's about to swing down and, and kill the dude. And the blade is intercepted uh, by the stranger. And everybody's like, Oh my God, it's the infinity blade. Um, <laughs> Oh my God! It's Jason Bourne. Oh my God! It's Jason Bourne. <laughs> it's pretty much that moment. <laughs> it's pretty much a J. Oh my God! My God! It's Jason Bourne. <laughs> um. So uh, the stranger orders uh, Wheelix to leave and never return to the town again, and. Everybody applauded. Everybody stood up and gave him uh, a round of applause. And that man's name was Albert Einstein. <laughs> it really is that. And, and eagle cries. And a veteran stands up and salutes and gives a slow clap. And that Dubs. man's name was Elon Musk. <laughs> God, but it, it's a real brief prologue, but it gives you it gives us a little uh, here's the vibe in this town uh, now that the now that the king, the the God King uh, is uh, deceased. Yeah. Um, and it's a crazy opening, too, because as the reader, you're like, oh, shit, this is this is a sequel for all intents and purposes. We're beginning at the end of that. Which yep. is a really clever way to go about this. It's like we immediately don't need generations upon generations of that shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're picking up immediately after uh, the very light plot of Infinity Blade One, but Oh yeah. It, yeah, light is the word, yes. <laughs> this this book has, so far has done a really good job backfilling in 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 the gaps that the first game pretty much leaves wide open. You know, it's right. like, we're just going to pour some gravel right into that and uh, we're going to pave this road for the future. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. 
But but you know the, the distinct thing is I don't remember a ton of the details, but I think you kind of uh, hinted at it when you were talking about the game. Uh, what you get the sense of is that you, this is like after the game is finished, but like after the game, it, it, I don't think it's the true ending that has happened at this point. Like there's still sure. shit to unlock and and stuff like that, which is pretty clever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a whole there's in, in in the true ending of the game and it's like spoilers for the book almost um it, where you you get and you find this uh, one chamber and it's mm-hmm. yada yada yada. It there is there's stuff in the game that has not happened yet. It's it's just the only thing that has happened is God King dead along with the God King. Right, uh, exactly. <laughs> so we're uh, we're out of the prologue and we're into chapter one and the town elders are like, holy shit, what the fuck? He was supposed to die. Yeah, we were, yeah. He wasn't supposed to come back. What what do we do now? Like they literally <laughs> call him the sacrifice. So like there it is right there. They were like, yeah, you're going to go die. You're not going to win. <laughs> You're not gonna, you weren't supposed to win. We're not Talia Shire, and this <laughs> isn't Rocky Two. <laughs> Absolutely not. We do not have benefits waiting for you. No ticker tape, no parade. This and is it. listen, I mean, I think they would have been happy if this was like the end of Rocky One, where he just went the distance and right? and but still lost. But the fact that this is Rocky Two really bums them out. They are um, super bummed about the sequel. They are not here for that. No, sir. They're not here for that. Apollo Creed lost. Spoilers yeah. for Rocky 2. Spoilers for a 40-year-old movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, uh, Talia Shire, uh, uh, for the, to explain my reference even further, Talia Shire looks up at Rocky and 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 tells him as she's in the hospital waiting to give birth to their son, win. <laughs> and it's stuck in my God, head. I hate those movies. I hate those movies. <laughs> I love Rocky. It is. It is. But you know, I I understand. I, yeah. I understand. <laughs> I I have. I, I am super into. Like, I, I like camp. I like cheese. Maybe it's because I, I'm just not a sports guy at all. That, that That's one of the ones for me that's a blind spot. I just like, I can't do it. I can't get into it. I just, just no, no, you guys have fun. I'm going to, I'm going to stay at home and play with my ball. Like, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do Rocky. Can't do Rocky. You can't do it. Nope. Nope. You know what that's, you know, what's not going to stop though is, what? is, is Rocky references. <laughs> no. Nope. And that's fine. That's fine. I will lose. <laughs> so, um it's it's uh it's the end of Rocky 2 and uh Cirrus is uh or so in the book the the audiobook it's pronounced Cyrus, right? Yes, yes, Cyrus. But written on the page, it's super clearly Cirrus. Um, yeah, it's a weird choice. <laughs> we run into a lot. Were we going to go under the Majolnir uh, sort of thing all over again with this one? <laughs> Majolnir. 
Um, <laughs> his Majolnir battle the Majolnir armor. armor. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, so if I I apologize if I switch between Cyrus and Cirrus because on the page it's S I R I S to me yeah, in my I mean, in my head that's Cirrus. Um, it's a syllable from Sirius. Like, right, right. <laughs> and, and yeah, I was thinking like Sirius Black kind of shit. Like that's that's yeah. what it looks. And speaking of Sirius Black, fuck J.K. Rowling. Fuck yeah! By the way, as long as we're as long as we're on that topic, ever so briefly. So um, Cyrus uh, begins thinking about what he can do now that his task is completed. Like he's like, "Oh man, I didn't think I would get to actually live a life." I'm gonna it's eat. It's adorable. A-. He's like, "I'm <laughs> gonna eat pie." Yeah, that's literally <laughs> his first thought. He's like, "It's like um, who was it? Who was the actor?" Um, Young man who who was like he's always been shredded and stuff, and recently he like talked about eating pasta for the first time in like several years, and it like made him cry. Oh my uh, god! <laughs> it's I forget. I think it was the kid from was it the kid from the high school movie, uh, high school musical? Oh, movie? was I don't it Zac Efron? I think it was Zac Efron. It was like he he just you know he shredded all the time, and at a certain point he realized that's not good for him, and so right. he's trying like eat like a human being again and like i think it was like he ate pasta for the first time and literally sobbed <laughs> which i think we could all relate with we can all relate like, to i have cried through a pasta bowl more than oh once my in my life it is it is just the most relatable and real moment in this book where it's just like he's been training to be a warrior his entire <laughs> life and he's just like i'm gonna eat a whole pie all by myself and you're like i love you i will die for you and like, he's like <laughs> i'm gonna eat a pie and then go swimming right <laughs> it's so nice he's great i love him i just imagine him like he's like the town elders are are, are there and he just has his hands on his knees and he's like rocking back and forth <laughs> and like I think I want a pie. He's like the kid <laughs> from Caddyshack. Yeah, um, yeah. He's like, I want a hamburger. I want a hot dog. <laughs> it's true. It's like, some ser- it's like some serious Captain America vibes in a way. It's yes. Yeah, Just a yeah. little sweetie pie who happened to yeah. be able to kill a god. Like, yeah. He's, he's, he's got that vibe to him. And meanwhile... Um, the, the town elders are like the judge and turns to them and say, you'll get nothing in like it. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's literally that scene from Caddyshack. It's truly, it's Caddyshack. That's what it is. Caddyshack, awakening. Oh, man. Who was that actor? Uh, <laughs> oh, what is his name? I don't remember. I, he's one of the, he's, uh, he's a, a what's-his-face guy. Ted like, Knight. Just, oh. Ted Knight. Ted Knight, yeah. As Judge Smales. I I, I feel ashamed for not knowing that right off the dome, but... uh, Oh, I never would have had that one. I feel no no shame. No shame for Phil. (laughs) No shame for Phil. No shame for Phil. So he he begins uh, keeping a journal. He says he doesn't like the kind of soup that they feed him. Um, It's right. And then he gets into an argument with the town elders because they're like, hey, buddy, you got to leave. Yeah. <laughs> You're ruining everything. You're ruining everything. Uh, you've seen you've been out into the world. 
Uh, thank you for the water chip, but you're going to have to leave uh, the vault and um, Fallout 1 spoilers. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just spoiling everything. Everything. Um, it's, it's a spoilery episode for everything but the game, really. For everything but the game. I'm really going to yeah. keep a lid on that. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> no one will ever know. No one will ever know. He packs up his gear and he marches off and he goes home to see his mother. Uh, now, at this point, I stopped listening to the audiobook and I was just reading it so I could take notes. And yeah. uh, so how did they say his his mother's name in the audiobook? Oh, uh, read, it, read it to me from the book. I don't have it. It's Mayan. M-Y-A-N. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was Mayan, like the people. Mayan. Like the people. Okay. Yeah. It could also be Mian. Uh, Mian. Mian. But it's got, you got that. There's there's really no way of saying it that way and it being appealing. Mian. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying man with like an intensely Midwestern accent. You it's know? like, it's one letter off of like, uh, of Nyan, which is the cat, you know, like the, the Nyan yeah. cat with that little. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The Nyan, yeah. So, so Mayan, um, his mama. Um, so he, he goes home and they have a reunion and she's, she gets so mad at the town for the fact that they're not celebrating him. Um, so she basically accepted that he was dead. Yeah. She thought he was dead and she assumed when she saw him like, Oh, you didn't go. And he's like, no, I went and I won. And she's like, oh, well, let's go get let's go get a parade going. And uh, he's like, no, they don't they don't want to do that for me. They want me to no parade for me, mom. (laughs) No parade. Um, So she feeds him dinner um, and he eats uh, an entire peach cobbler. um, This is probably my favorite part in the entire book. Actually, he he likes the peach cobbler. He writes in his journal. I love peach cobbler. He's like, love this, he's like a love baby fawn just learning how to walk <laughs> and to live. <laughs> he's a all murderous he's, baby fawn. All he's known is murder. Oh, uh, he has known as murder. They've been raising now, him to kill the god gig since he was a kid. And now he gets to eat pies. <laughs> all the time in the world to eat pie. This Actually, this could be the beginning of a horrifying story where he just turns into like... Uh, 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 King Robert from uh, from Game oh, of Thrones. Yeah, just basically Robert Baratheon, boring and talking about his great times as a great warrior. <laughs> give me my, give me, shit. get me the breastplate stretcher. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I see a um, lot of that in his future. Yeah. Yeah, I see a lot of that. That that Robert Baratheon. Um, so we get a little background how, uh, Cyrus didn't know his dad because his dad went off to be the sacrifice before he was born. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had been raised to be the sacrifice for forever. Um, and his mom begs him to stay. Uh, but he's like, no, I can't, I can't bring the heat down on you. Uh, yeah. the, <laughs> Because what they assume they assume that uh, well they that what they tell them is that what do they call it the undying or something like that the they'll, yeah the un the deathless deathless um, thank you yeah that are, they're gonna come looking for yeah. the sword so there's like there's a pantheon of gods at the top is the god king and the and then there's six other in the pantheon and we find yeah. out more that that's that's not even 
the end of it. That's not even the extent of it. Yeah. But there's these there's these beings called deathless that uh, they heal, they live forever, they don't need to eat or drink, um, and they, so basically they're they're revered as gods. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of um, it, it's kind of interesting as we get to learn a little bit more about what kind of bullshit might be happening, what might <laughs> might be going yeah. on here. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to some additional reveals in the back half of this book. Oh, um, definitely. Uh, if there's one thing he's doing really well in like a short amount of time, it's slowly unpeeling this onion. It's yeah. really, really good. Yeah, it is a tasty onion. Absolutely, it is. Be one of those people that eats an onion like an apple. I'm getting there. You're getting there. <laughs> I, I eat about an onion a day. Uh, and it's always cooked, but in my cooking, I tend to eat a lot of onions and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm getting to that point. There's going to be a day where you're like, you're going to be like, why cook it? And you're just going to bite right into it. Just go straight into it. It's got all the vitamins and minerals and roughage that I need. That you need. It's fibrous. Um, yeah. So go for it. (laughs) (laughs) So you do that <laughs> listen I, I mean you you know what i'm i'm actually proud of you you're gonna be going into 40 you're gonna you're gonna be hitting your 40s swinging hard eating uh, onions the age That's... of an elderly troll apparently yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh <laughs> yeah yeah, we'll we'll find we'll we'll learn about that later. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, we'll get into that. So, um, chapter two and chapter two was like the bulk of what we just of oh, of, yeah. of, the, of what we yeah. read. <laughs> um, so chapter two starts with the God King waking up from his death because he's a deathless and he doesn't actually die. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That sucks. <laughs> it's like, oh, you can't just kill him. Um, no, they they reincarnated him. Um, he actually wakes up sooner than his handlers thought he would. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's only he's been down for about a week. Um, and we get some backstory about his armor, and there's like a lot of technology that he uses. Yeah. And there's there's uh this thing he uses called a dead mind mirror which he also says it used to just be called a monitor, but now it's called this. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And (laughs) it's one of those stories, one of those stories. And, and, and first of all, and this is just my theory going forward is that these deathless are just like super, supercharged, super futuristic, uh, high technology people who just happen to have all this technology and it looks like magic. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's a Horizon it's, Zero Dawn thing. It's yeah. what that who's who's saying is that is like given a, a like was it um, Asimov? Yeah, I think it was Asimov. Something about like a sufficiently advanced technology is going to look, will look like magic to people. And I yeah, think that yeah, it's, it's basically indistinguishable from magic to certain people. I'm getting yeah. that vibe is that yeah. basically these deathless people are just super, like a super advanced race of people that are like, 
well, let's, you know, cosplay as gods on this yeah. planet. <laughs> I mean, they're probably bored as shit. I kind of don't blame them. Yeah. They do seem very bored with their yeah. lives. Um, so he's using uh, this monitor to uh, to keep an eye like they 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 his people are able to track down Cyrus and he's like keeping an eye on Cyrus and the monitor shows him that the that Cyrus is actually coming back to mm. the palace. Yeah. Um, what else that, is he going to do that he fought him at? Yeah. Um, and then we jump perspectives over to Cyrus and Cyrus's plan is to start back at the castle and start a new path away from his hometown um, just so that anybody who's looking for him, and that's the main concern is that anybody who's looking for him will not track him back there. Um, So he's, he's during his walk. He's, he's real big. He's big, sad about missing out on his childhood. (laughs) He's just to sum it up. He's very sad. He is. He is. He's a little sweetie. <laughs> a little idiot. He's looking at a, at a rope. And he's like, I can think of so many ways to kill a man using this rope. But yeah. a regular a regular child would use it for a swing. And it's like, oh, buddy. It's true. He has so many moments <laughs> like that where it's like there, there's a moment in the previous chapter where he's like, he's gotten an axe and he, he sees an axe and he starts like t- trying to chop a piece of wood with it, but he doesn't know shit about chopping wood. So it's like he could kill somebody with the axe real easy, but chopping wood actually requires some level of like knowledge of grain and physics. And he just doesn't have it. <laughs> he's he is, like, he the axe is keeps truly min-maxed. Like he's yeah. just, he's he just is so min-maxed. So min-maxed. It's ridiculous. Wisdom, intelligence, uh, both dump stats, you know, they're, they are, he's got an eight in, yeah. in both of those, uh, Tops. rolling at, yeah. rolling at disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely. He has not, it's, it's, it is, it is, it is a great theme. Uh, one that you see a lot in, uh, this franchise called Warhammer 40,000, uh, in the, I've uh, never it, heard of that one before. Can you tell me more? It's a new sir? one. It's a new one. Uh, from the from the eighties, uh, no, but but it is a great it is a great theme. You see where these people who are bred for nothing but war, what do they even? How can they even comprehend a world without it? Like, what are you going to do? Become a farmer? Like, you don't have any other skills, right? So it's a terrific theme. It, it, it what? Why the? How the fuck does he get off writing this complex of shit for a for again? I I am not joking. Advanced Fruit Ninja. Like, wow, this, where the fuck does Brandon Sanderson get off? Like, where, How does he not phone this one in? Come on. I don't know. And that's why I think this was his idea. I think that's why, like, I think that's, that's why I think that he went to them saying, I will happily write you a novella for this franchise. Like, I have yeah. to believe that because this is ridiculous. And you know what's funny is this no, like this novella is like, man, this shit would make a great game. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you could do a cool open world game based Seriously, on this. Fascinating, fascinating, fascinating role-playing game. Yeah, yeah fascinating role-playing game. Oh, yeah. Um, All kinds so of lore. He, uh, he runs into a pack of day rails who tell him that he is their new master, and he has no clue what the fuck they are talking about. 
Um, and he's like, all right, uh, let's let's figure this out. Go. Let's gather everybody up. Let's go to the throne room and and figure that out. So um, in the throne room, uh, you know, all the day rolls are gathering. He's uh, Cyrus is trying to figure out. So he knows that the sword is magic. He knows that mm-hmm. there's some there is magic associated with the sword and he's trying to uh like figure out how to use it and he starts poking around he finds a basically what's a computer in the armrest yeah. of of the god king's throne and he fucks up on what i love is that it's a password and then three security questions yep. and he <laughs> fucks them up and it's like well it's locked till tomorrow he basically fails the "Are you a robot?" test. Like <laughs> they, they capture the shit out of him. The, the, the only yes, the only thing they could have done that would have been more of a giveaway was if they were like, "Have you forgotten your password? Click here." Like <laughs> restart <it>. password. <laughs> oh God. Um. So uh, now here's the here's the troll we were referring to. Uh, <laughs> Cyrus Cyrus meets uh, Kuth. Is that is that the name? Kuth. Kuth. Yeah, Kuth. Uh, who's a forty year old troll. He's about fifteen feet tall, um, and uh, he's blind, and uh, he he knows a lot of stuff. He doesn't know everything, but he knows he knows enough. Um, right. and Cyrus basically and him kind of have a back and forth. Cyrus asks him like 40 questions that Kuth is like, I don't know, man. And then it's like, <laughs> like it there's, just a, there's a string of what about this? No, I don't know that. And we're like, what about this? And we're like, I don't know that. <laughs> he basically exhausts the conversation tree. <laughs> Exhaust the conversation tree. <laughs> like he goes through every. It, he's just he's just Fallout New Vegasing the shit out of this situation. That's all. <laughs> so uh, he gets, but then uh, Kuth adds a marker, a waypoint on his his Pit Boy map uh, <laughs> as to where <laughs> as to where the next closest Deathless is. Um, and then uh, Kuth reveals to they they uh, him like. Oh, this castle is not where the God King lived. This is just where he fought duels. Like right. he would just come here when there was a duelist on the way. He didn't. He's this is not his house. Um, this is just another castle. And then um, uh, Cyrus puts all the. He has the the moment at the end of Usual Suspects. He like drops the mug, um, and he puts yeah, together yeah. like oh. Somebody's coming back here right now, probably to kill all the guards, deactivate all the golems, and kill all the day rolls in the area because there can't be any witnesses left behind mm-hmm. who knows the truth about the God King's death. Um, so <laughs> um, he's like, Cyrus is like, all right, fine, I'm gonna go talk to this deathless, the killer of dreams, I believe it was, yeah, and then yeah. an, an assassin. An assassin comes in. L'assassino. And he says, my name is Ezio Auditore. Uh, (laughs) Plot twist, motherfucker. Plot twist, it's Assassin's Creed, motherfucker. 
Um, so yeah, uh, th- he notes she speaks with a very uh, something about how does how does the voice actor say her lines? It's kind of a Slavic sort of. Okay, I was going to guess that. I was going to guess either Slavic or German. The way he's yeah, described kind of in the text. Yeah, kind of a Slavic sort of direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, he, the uh, Cyril also notes that the assassin is not unattractive. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that, I was like, all right, god damn it, <laughs> fine. I'm really enjoying this, so I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> like, fine, Brandon. Okay. God damn it, you're horny on Maine and your fucking novella, dude. <laughs> but the whole scene is like a. It is a chaotic mess. Like she poisons him at one point. He uses a healing ring, which ages him like six months, and he has a beard now. Right. And <laughs> what? Okay. What? And then the the golems start attacking him because they're trying to get the sword, and she's trying to get the sword. And he throws the the sword away, and the goblins and her are getting going for it. And um, it is it is bananas, basically, uh, how much uh, is happening. One of the golems at one point hits the throne and it's it basically resets the security measures. And so Cyrus is like, oh, okay. how do I how do I use the teleport? How do I use the magic for the sword? How do I do the teleportation? And it teaches him. Yeah. Uh, how to do it. It was like, well, you know, you have to set your thing by default. It's set as this and then you do it. And um, it's like a hand gesture. It's a hand gesture. And the assassin, <laughs> the assassin um, has taken the sword and she's left. She has left the castle. Yeah. <laughs> and he does the gesture and the sword reappears in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And off in the distance, you just hear her say like, ah, God damn it. Yeah, yeah, you literally do. And it's like, it's it's like, this is the moment where it's like, oh my God, this is actually really funny. Like there is. Yeah, it's such a funny moment. This is a funny book. Like it is, this, this is a genuinely, it's got great action. It's really funny. Like, holy shit, this has no business being this good. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so he he then uses the teleportation disc in uh, very clever ways to fight off the golems, uh, basically like making th- the sword disappear and reappear and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, because he figures out that the golems are tracking the sword, not him. So mm-hmm. he'll like throw the sword. The golem will turn towards the sword and then he'll make it appear back in his hand and he'll slice up the golem. Um, and he, he's victorious. Um, meanwhile, by the way, the, the day rules that were that said that they were pledged to him nowhere to be fucking found. They no, scattered. not even a little bit. <laughs> like, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for thanks for 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 helping out here. Yeah. Um, and and the assassin returns at the end of the chapter saying, uh, well, now I want you instead of the sword, basically. Right. And uh, take that for for what you will. Um uh she's not unattractive she's not unattractive (laughs) 
The next uh, chapter is all about how she looks in a bikini. And yeah. uh, <laughs> in a chainmail bikini. Uh, um, Red Sonia, why won't you return my emails? <laughs> um, <laughs> because you so, are fictional. Because you are fictional. <laughs> uh, so in chapter three, uh, the God King, it's, it's just quickly revealed that BT dubs, it wasn't the golem hitting, smacking the throne that did it. It was the God King deactivating the security on the throne so that, uh, uh, Cyrus could go and get, do the teleportation thing because yeah. he was like, he says, I'd rather the enemy I know than the enemy I don't know have the sword. Right. Um, so which makes sense yeah um, sure <laughs> sure yeah um and uh basically he deactivates all the he like he's like shut it down you know activate mm. you know, like he burns the the castles like security measures the cameras everything it's uh it's basically like a reaction to seeing jason Bourne. you know yeah, yeah exactly. you, got, you got to shut everything down. shut it down <laughs> Shut it down. God damn it, it's Jason Bourne. Countermeasures. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh we find out that the assassin's name is Issa. Mm-hmm. Um and she tries convincing him to give her the sword um while staring at his chest muscles. And yes. she is very thirsty. It's a uh, <laughs> it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out. <laughs> um, uh, she also says he is not unattractive. <laughs> he, he strikes me as the kind of guy who doesn't know how to how to swing an axe or what pie tastes like. But damn those chest muscles! Damn those pecs! Yes, indeed. Um, I yes, wonder that's if what he's called pecs. Pec- <laughs> those chesticles. Uh, <laughs> um so they have a brief they have a back and forth a little tete-a-tete uh, yes. a little witty repartee and then she walks out after stealing a silver bowl mm-hmm. and she's he's like you're a thief and she's like shut the fuck up nerd <laughs> like, shut up we're called robes now it's third edition bitch um so cyrus goes back to the throne room and uh, starts questioning Strix because Strix is, has returned mm-hmm. and uh, the day rail and is like, hey, wh- why why didn't, where did you guys go? And uh-oh, the day rails were actually playing him all along and he kills, uh, he turns around and, and slices uh, Kuth in the stomach and kills Strix and basically their entire plan was to keep them in place there to make him think that he was in charge until the God King just like walked in and took everything back. Right. And it's kind of a shame because, I mean, you really thought, you know, these day rules would be uh, they, you figured they'd be someone you could trust. And that just that just, yeah. yeah, you can't trust anybody in this game. Can't can't trust anybody. Nope. Nope. Anyway, moving on to chapter four. Um, so, uh, Cyrus asks Issa to take him anywhere that isn't the castle and just starts following along. Yeah. They just start walking down the road and it's like, fine. <laughs> yeah, sure. 
cool. Um, they have a they, and they get into a conversation. This is like a very lore dumpy conversation, but it broadens yeah, the scope. Yeah. It broadens the scope of the story a little bit more. We find out that they're not even on like a continent; they're just on an island. And mm-hmm. Cyrus didn't even realize that they were on an island. He actually didn't even realize that there was a name for that the for the island they were, they were on. <laughs> right. I mean, that is how like created in a lab he is for all intents and purposes. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because the Sacrifice family, and I think I might have forgotten to mention this earlier, the family that he is from is kept from the public. Yeah. Like yeah. the the Sacrifice family, like his dad, his grandfather, his great-grandfather, hundreds of years of the men of this family have been the sacrifice to duel the God King um, as like the minor act of rebellion for uh, that this town sends to the God King. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a great line where they're talking about what to what she could trade him for the sword. And uh, <laughs> she says a pair of penis. Yes, a pair of penis. <laughs> and he goes, I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, and, and, and it's literally her going, yeah, sure. And she goes into her backpack and pulls out a couple of pens. And he's like, yeah. well, someone paid dearly for those, didn't they? And she's like, yeah, they're a little expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the second time that we get like an introduction to the fact that, that she does not speak the language does it, not speak the language at all it's just some cheeky linguist humor for for our yeah. audience <laughs> yeah i like it i yeah. it may it literally made me lol and she, it, and she does have a moment where like he explains to her like what that actually means and she and she literally is like this moment of of oh ho, ho, i have egg on my face that is crazy yeah good, and he's like good. oh wild and crazy guys uh she <laughs> She actually says, that's really funny. I wish I did it intentionally. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, but before he actually explains it to her, because he explains it to her later in the chapter, but before he gets to, they meet a group of travelers who are on their way to pay homage to the sacrifice. Um, basically, they we and we get a little bit more information that every year or every 20 years or so, the sacrifice... Uh, after the sacrifice has been th- like killed, the God King places the body outside the castle. Uh, people come, they strip the armor and they carry the, the body back to the town mm-hmm. and they bring like, you know, wheat and frankincense and incense and myrrh <laughs> and gold and, and gold and whatever. Yeah. Uh, three wise men. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, that kind of thing. Melchior, um, Gaspar, and uh, Balthazar. <laughs> I, the fact that you had them <laughs> right locked in there, away baby. back there. You come here for the theological trivia, don't you, bitch? That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, so he explains all this to Issa. Um, they're camping that night, and... Uh, so and and uh, Cyrus is trying to uh, Cyrus is trying to write things. He's writing things in his notebook about things he would like do with his life. And then he goes to sleep and Issa tries to kill him with a crossbow. Yeah. yeah um, like you 
like you do. Like you do. Uh, but Cyrus had sabotaged it earlier that day. He had attached the, the teleportation disc to part of the crossbow, and he did the thing, and it basically removed the firing mechanism from right. the crossbow, uh, making it useless. Um, and so it is actually a very intense scene. Yeah. Uh, because the sword has been kind of corrupting Cyrus a little bit here and yeah. there, prone to violent outbursts, and he really gives it to her. Like, mm-hmm. he gives it to her so much, she legitimate. Like, this character who we've kind of seen so far as being completely unflappable. Yeah. Um, and very sweet, honestly. And ver- yeah. Like, yeah. Um, well, Issa is unflappable. I mean, oh, she's... Oh, sorry. I was talking about... Yeah, I was... Sorry, I was yeah, talking yeah. about... Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, Issa is, like, completely unflappable. Just yeah. not able to... Doesn't really seem to get afraid of anything. Um, Cyrus terrifies the shit out of her with like the way he advances on her um as it you know the the sword is telling him he's thinking thoughts in his head to just just basically uh destroy her like kill kill her you know she has to pay blah 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 and she trips over a rock she's on the ground he can he could kill her if if he wanted to and he stops because, like, he s- finally sees, like, the fear in her eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that he hadn't seen before. Um, and she, she, this is like a breakthrough moment where she's like, all right, fine, you, you know what? I'm going to help you. Like, for real this time, uh, I'm not going to try to kill you again. If you want, you can tie me up. Um, wink uh, every night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> you can you can tie me up every night um uh when we make camp uh just to make just so whatever you need to do to to get through this but i'm going to like actually help you now instead of just lead you out into the middle of nowhere and steal your sword um so uh because uh, it, it's a it's a crucial turning moment because they had this kind of they kind of had this relationship of like, oh, I don't really trust you. And she's like, ha, 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 you shouldn't. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where and that's where the, the recap ends for this evening. So how are you feeling so far, Phil? This is as if it hasn't been obvious. This is I'm kind of a gog like like this yeah. is really, really solid. You know, it, it, is it the best one we've read? I don't know yet. Uh, but damn, this is for, for, for as simple of a game as infinity blade is, uh, Sanderson has really, he's really sinking his teeth into this mythology, having fun with it. All of the little hints at future technology that were in the game. He's expounding on that. I'm really enjoying it. What about you? Yeah, it's, it's a blast. And I think, I think it's, it's really neat. Um, I like the I liked the hook of it of like mm-hmm. we're starting right we're starting with the God King is dead. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's not trying to just rewrite the story in the game or even yep. make this make a story for the game as you've played it. Uh, he's picking up after it, which is smart, and he's doing a really good yep. job with it. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So um, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm really curious as to um 
to see where it will go from here. Oh, big time. Big time. Yeah. 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 So um, I know uh, I know I know your computer is still not working. Mm. Uh, I'll, I'll ask, what are you playing? But I have a yeah. feeling it's nothing. Oh, well, actually, I found a game to play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So hold on. Let me ask you officially. Yeah, yeah do it. Do it proper. Do it proper. What are you playing? There it is. <laughs> the man with the voice. I love it. Uh, I have been playing. I, as I mentioned earlier this episode, I, I found myself deeply frustrated uh, while I was reading this uh, because I could not find Infinity Blade to play. Um, but it occurred to me. That with work, I you know, for the first time in, in years and years, I'm working in an office environment again. And so I was like, you know, to help pass the time while I'm, you know, w- working on shit in the office, I should find one of those, you know, terrible gotcha games or something like that to play in the background just to give myself a little, a little respite now and then. Uh, and I used to be super into the Star Wars, uh, I think Star I forget what it's called. It's been one of the Star Wars games and you just collect sure, all the sure. characters and everything. But then I remembered, based on another book we read recently, that there was an Assassin's Creed game along those lines. Oh. And I had played it briefly and had been kind of shocked at how good it was. And uh, I picked it back up again. It is shockingly good. Uh, it, it is your typical free-to-play you know, daily quests, uh, unlock through all these different currencies games, but you play like you, you, you're basically the master of this house of assassins and they're all different assassins and characters that you can unlock from all the different games across all the different universes. And you build teams of three and each one of them has a different specialty and based on their specialty, you build the team and send them in and unlock a storyline And for a couple of days worth of just, you know, playing this game at work in the background, it's pretty good. Like the, the, the character, it's weird because it's not like a cutesy game, but the characters are all in this like kind of chibi style, uh, Mm, cartoony kind of aesthetic, but it's really fun. And, you know, you're unlocking different abilities and you choose what way you're going to like, you know, traverse, uh, these different palaces and stuff. Are you going to sneak past with your sneaky assassin? Are you going to assassinate them? Or are you going to just go in and fight them with more one of your thug kind of characters? I, right. I forget what it's called. I, I, I honestly, if you, if it's the only Is Assassin's it, Creed mobile game that I know of. Yeah, I think it's Assassin's Creed Origins. I think that might be it. Yeah, or something like. Or that. no, 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 no. no Assassin's, that's, that's, Assassin's Creed. It's uh, Assassin's Creed uh, Rebellion. Is that it? Okay. It's it's is it, it, but is it this one? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. I think that yeah, that's the one. And it is it is surprisingly fun. Uh, I'm not giving him any money uh, because fuck Ubisoft. But uh, you know, but the, the thing about those games for me is that I actually enjoyed hunkering down with those games over a long period of time and slowly unlocking my characters and stuff. I yeah. actually was never all that interested in spending money to to right. unlock things. Uh, and I think that especially helps with something like this, which is a world that I'm not all that invested in. Right. So 
I've got like a Viking assassin that I don't know who they are. I would like to have them though, so I'm just slowly chipping away. Yeah, why not? Stuff. And it's it's I'm enjoying it surprisingly enough. I'm really liking it. But uh, this time next week, I should have my new rig uh, set up. So God only knows what I'll be playing by then. It'll be oh shiny. Boy. It'll be shiny and new, and you're gonna probably christen it with something that's super taxing like vampire survivors probably i actually guarantee that uh, the first game i play on my new rig will be something you could play on a toaster if you wanted to so yeah <laughs> you're not wrong so what about you kevin what are you playing bud uh let's see i have been playing uh prey i've, I've been getting back into prey because i'm pray wow okay yeah because I have started to realize that um, Prey might be one of my favorite games of all time. Fascinating. Okay. It, it might be. Um, I That's look at Arcane, Prey. Right? That's Arcane. Yeah. You love those guys. Those guys. I, are- do, I love Ooh. Arcane. I, I do love myself some Arcane games. And uh, I, I think I think looking back on it, um, I really love Deathloop. Um mm-hmm. And which is their most recent release. Uh, but going back to Prey, I was like, oh, but Prey is so my shit. It's exactly it's exactly my shit. Um, it's it's in a package and it's labeled Kevin shit right on there. Um, <laughs> and it's for me. It's my box of shit. Yeah. Um, uh, I've also been playing. Uh, talked about this last time. I'm playing uh, Loop Hero again. Um, I, just you to, know, ever since you brought that up, I was like, maybe I should play that. Cause I never finished that one. You've been, you've been getting a hankering. Yeah. Uh, you brought it up and I was like, that was a fun game. Like maybe I should try and finish it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I just want to finish it. Hmm. Um, and I need to get back to playing stray. Um, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to finish off stray and see if I can knock that one out nice because um, i don't think i have i have much left in that game how, how um, long is that supposed to be um actually let me check um uh, time to beat stray there's a website uh, i love time to beat <laughs> how long to how long how long to beat.com there we go um okay if you do everything if you're like a completionist you're getting all of the unlocks uh, achievements and all that it's eight hours and eight and a half hours oh oh okay all right it's like that's, a it's basically nothing. a let's say a resident evil yeah it's like one it's one resident evil in length <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty much yeah okay yeah i mean for the whole thing uh yeah yeah it's yeah. like yeah so um yeah i think i'll i'll be able to I'll be able to get the average for like any percent speed speed running, just kind of like getting through it is like an hour and 40 minutes, which wow. is also very much like a Resident Evil. Like you yeah. just know exactly what you're doing. You go here, you do this, you do that, you jump up here and all that stuff. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And I guess if you beat it enough times, you get a rocket launcher. <gasps> a kitten no, yeah. rocket launcher? But I would love, I would love the kitten to have a little rocket launcher. On of back. course, that's the only way it, you make the game better. And it shoots like fish out the back of it. 
like Heathcliff style, like fish, like that that <laughs> old cartoon style where it's like the fish head and the bones and the. <laughs> yes, it's Heathcliff. Oh, I know somebody. So somebody has already modded Garfield in uh, to replace the cat. Um, oh well, I mean, we live in a I Garfield love- universe now. Yeah, I would love I would love if somebody had a Heathcliff mod with Heathcliff wearing like the helmet that just says meat on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, but that'll do it for tonight's uh tonight's episode. Uh please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at pixelitpod. Visit our website, pixelitpod.com, to see and read transcripts of all the episodes, including links to episodes that we have guest spotted on in, in on other podcasts. Um, there might be one coming up soon. Yeah, that there will be. There, there will be. Um, and if you can, rate us five stars on uh, Apple iTunes as well as Spotify and if you're feeling up to it good pods gives allows you to give five stars per episode Hell which yeah. hey that would be that would be awesome oh you know, just cool just write us a little review and a little and, a little uh, love letter with each episode a love letter with yeah. each episode we would love it and we would read it we would actually read it on the podcast we would, we would. we're not um, above the little love letter you put in the lunch you know that's, that's we're, we're not above it we uh, might be below it you know and, and yeah. it might be too good for us yeah i will that's, yeah that that goes without saying yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway there will be more uh, infinity blade next week uh until then have a good night everybody bye